Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There's my sound effects there. And then, before we really, let me hit uh, this here. Let me get that going loud. You hear that? Is that coming through okay, Lofa? Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Can you hear? Can you hear the sounds of the Washington marching band? Can Can you hear the sweet, sweet tones of "Bow Down to Washington" being played on the Take Twelve podcast? Because the Washington Huskies took down the most hated team in the entire country. The Ducks come in with their egg-colored uniforms. They said it was egg-speckled egg, Katie. They came in dressed like eggs, and those eggs cracked under the pressure of Montlake. The, the men of Montlake, they took it to them, Katie. It was a purple out. It was the the greatest college football game these two eyes have ever seen and the ending was made made everything right <laughs> oh, <sorry. Wow. laughs> oh it ended so that's so that's what the band sounds like huh i don't know if you know when i played them we shut them out so they didn't they didn't oh! play any tunes I know it was a long time ago, but nobody was shutting them out this weekend, baby. Lofa, Lofa said, Lofa said, <laughs> Lofa said the Ducks would hang 50 on the dogs. No way, no sir, no sir, you get nothing. You leave here with an L. Did good night, sir. I'm so happy. Can you tell? Oh, I'm part of the happiest fan base in America, guys. <sighs> I can hear my heart beating. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we will we will talk uh, Seahawk football, and you guys will get to catch up. I promise. But you guys, I mean, I watched that thing obviously from start to finish. I mean, I was in my seat. Shaquem Griffin guest on the show. You'll get a proper introduction. Don't worry. Oh, were you guys watching that game? Because I mean, regardless of who you root for. Number eight versus number seven, and just what a college football game. I told producer Katie, they're going for two in the first quarter. What more do you want? Kim, did you check that game out? I didn't get a chance to, to watch a full game, but I seen the highlights of it. I, honestly, I, I, I was shocked. I, I was shocked. I was like too. I seen, the first thing I seen on the game was talking about Oregon uniforms. It, it, they were fresh. It's pretty cool, I have to admit. But after the game, yeah, I don't think they were talking about the uniforms anymore. No, no, no. it's just a distraction. Lofa, you know? come on, you said the Ducks would put up 50. Come on, I mean, and they could have if it wasn't for red zone struggles, which you know, that was a common theme this weekend. We'll get to that in a uh, you know, a moment, but <laughs> yeah. but I mean, Lanning. How many times, like, I don't know if it was the analytics and, and coaches are getting too in their own head about, well, the numbers say go for it. Hey, man, especially on fourth and three in your own territory, on your own 40, and you're going to hand it over to Penix with two minutes left to only go like 50 yards. Mm. If you punt it to him and he goes 80, hey, congrats. You win the Heisman. You 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 proved everybody wrong. Like, right? You got, you got it. Uh, and then, you know, continue your season but you can go 
on thinking like, hey, you know what? We put them in the worst possible situation and they came out on top. He, right. he earned it. Right. And so right. To, to only give him 40 yards, it was two plays and a touchdown. Like, well, and, and for a minute in the fourth <laughs> quarter, I was nervous because Washington's going for it on fourth down because it's like like landing. I was I was yelling like, oh, he he suckered us into his game. <laughs> like people are leaving points. Guys, people are leaving points out there during a rivalry game, Shaquem. Yeah, you got to – especially with rivalry game, you got to bring it all out. I mean, it's what you're waiting for. So I, I definitely understand that. And – like you said, you you got to put yourself in the best situation now. When you you literally handed it over, it makes it tough. It makes it tough on any defense to be able to say that you're going to hold the guys and they start to afford it. But putting it off and giving your defense the best situation possible to win, I mean, that's, that's proper ball. But like I said, you can't leave stuff out there because that's what yeah. happens. Somebody's going to take full advantage of it. They I know. The book also says to hold on 16 sometimes. Sometimes you got to hit – you got to hit. Oh, man. But, okay, no. but real quick, though, how about, well, how about Penix, though? How about that throw, man? How about that that throw? I mean, the, the final one. I mean, well, the throw the is all game. Two. The throw is all game. But the final mm-hmm. one especially, he, I mean, he ripped that thing. And how about Odunze? I mean, the NFL is salivating for this guy. Yeah, they got about three receivers that are going to be playing in the NFL. But Odunze, I mean, he he is every bit – the part that they say he is and so uh good to see him come up with the big catches and you know just he looked like a man amongst boys out there um, yeah for sure and but i want to take it back because even after they get it a minute 30 they're down three they just need a field goal to tie it up bo nix is supposed to be this heisman trophy candidate like he should be able to go out there and run the two-minute drill without really little help from the sideline i think he's like a fourth or fifth year senior fifth year senior and so just let him go out. They were like partially huddling, huddling and like slow communication, getting in and out. Of the, I was just like, yo, you don't have time for all this shit. Like you better get down there and give, now you're finally going to, Lanning's finally going to use his kicker and he gives him like a 46 yarder. It's just <laughs> well, no that pressure, was, kid. I was most nervous about at the end of the game was how much time was left on the clock. You know, I mean, they, I mean, great throw by Penix, but I was hoping for at least one running play in there somewhere just because there was so much time left. Uh, but, but they took what was given, right? Or what they mm-hmm. uh, the defense was, you know, the looks they gave them. And so, mm-hmm. I, two, two, three plays and panics, you, know, you got to get the seven. Dude, well, while Oregon was driving at the end, my daughter looked at my wife and said, Mom, I, and I heard her whisper this. She said, Mom, if, if Oregon wins, will dad be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I heard her say it and I looked at her, I said, No. He will not be okay. <laughs> Let's start the show. Take 12 if you want the run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it all live. Take 12. Every episode, 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. It's the Take 12 podcast. Welcome. Pull up a seat. Enjoy yourself. I am the most passionate fan, Brett Davern, and he is your Seahawks All-Pro middle linebacker, Lofa Tatupu. We are joined today 
by another Seahawks legend, everybody. Producer Katie is just picking them off left and right over here. Shaquem Griffin joining the show today. Man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for enduring my Washington fandom right off the top. The Take 12 podcast is brought to you guys by Wiener Schnitzel, two locations in Western Washington, one of them in Everett, one of them in Fife. Do something different for lunch today. Enough with the burgers without chili sauce on them. That's that's what I say. I've been saying it for a long time. Uh, <laughs> enough with the hot dogs without chili sauce on them. Go to Wiener Schnitzel. Get the chili sauce. I recommend it. Uh, they also got all of the frozen treats at Tasty Freeze. And producer Katie, what's the deal if you mention the Take 12 podcast? Free burger. Oh, well, hold on. You need a microphone. Go ahead. Free burger. Uh-huh. Free burger now. A free burger no, now. No, shoot. Hot dog. I'm so sorry. Wait, what? No, hold on. No. Strike Come that. On, folks. Get producer it together. Katie, what is going on it's at Wiener Schnitzel? We got hot dogs. Hot dogs. about yeah. to go over there right now. <laughs> Take 12 podcast. Get free hot dogs. With any other purchase. So, I mean, go in and get a burger meal. Mention the Take 12 podcast. Get that extra dog on top. Do yourself a favor for lunch everybody. Um, okay, guys. Well, uh, moving on to the Seahawks because, of course, the Davern family couldn't have another perfect football weekend. Uh, it was, it was dashed four. on Sunday. Um, it, you know, this seemed like what has sort of become a bit of a typical Seahawk game lately, a little bit, sometimes every once in a while with an ugly final score, an offense that started hot, but then cooled off a defense that kept you in it. Uh, we need to talk about Jason perhaps, and then a DK frustration penalty, which is uh, just, oh, it's frustration on top of frustration. Uh, Lofa, where do you want to start with this one? Um, let our guest start. King, did you get a chance to check the game out? Yeah, yeah, I watched the game. I watched the game. I watched the two games at the same time, but yeah, I definitely was timed in on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's for me. I feel like they, especially defense, they did phenomenal. I feel like they, they, they did a lot to kind of hold our score low, but it's just the red zone, man. It's hmm. it, it, it was the finish. Like it, it, it wasn't the drive. It wasn't, you know. You know, it, it was just a finish. Yep. Honestly, I, I feel like I, I can feel the energy. I can feel the energy around that was just for me outside looking in that them not being able to finish. I know it, it, it did a lot to them, but I know this is it's a big, really big teaching lesson for them, honestly, about having the opportunities and taking full advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lofa, the offense started hot. They come out on that first drive. It looks like we're going to put up 50 in, in this thing. And then it just kind of cooled off. Gino ends up. Uh, he threw, I mean, 41 attempts, completed 27 of them. He has 323 yards, but zero touchdowns, two picks. Um, uh, Kenneth Walker had a day, though. Uh, Tyler Lockett doing Tyler Lockett things, but no TDs. Um, so, you know, I mean, offense started hot, but then cooled off. The, did the Bengals figure it out, or did our offense cool off? Uh, I mean, both offenses were on fire to come out. You know, like that, it was like 14-7 after the first quarter or something like that. It was mm-hmm. So, yeah, we thought it was going to be a high-scoring affair, but they uh, they both settled down, adjusted. Um, a lot of the times, you know, most times, especially for, for our offense, it's scripted, you know. We, we get a script so the guys can clearly envision what how they're going to play each play. Did he just so, say the NFL scripted? Did you catch that? Scripted. Somebody cut that out, please. 
<laughs> it's, it's plays are. <laughs> not games. Not. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so, you know, you get you get a rhythm and a feel for um, how the game's going to go. And, and so that's why you always see the first drive tend to start out well because they're confident, right? And then it becomes kind of a guessing game of what will they present us with on defense and how will they attack us. Um, but I thought I thought it was it was beautiful to start. It really was. And um, you know, even Walker, you mentioned, I think it wasn't a pretty day, but. I mean, he had close to 20 carries, and I, I think it was like three and a half a carry, but just sticking with it, you know, mm-hmm. allowed for some of the play action to work and some of those shots downfield that we hit, you know, on DK he's, and then lock it. Yeah, he's he's special, though. Let's stay on Kenneth Walker for a second. He's fun to watch. Um, great hands, had a really great catch. Uh, the Even the long run up the middle, when he makes his cut back to the middle, I mean, he takes on that safety, which as a Seahawk fan is what we want to see. And especially for a guy that's maybe not the tallest guy in the world, it's just fun to see him going out there and, and being physical like that and being just such, such a great player in only like not even a year and a half so far. Yeah, he runs with that style that Pete wants, you know, um, mm-hmm. that, that that beast mode style, like mm-hmm. aggressive downhill attack you know, we dictate the terms and, you know, so does Charbonnet. And so um, it, it's cool. I, I wanted to see him give a guy a juke move because he got wheels. I want to see him break. I think it was a year ago in New Orleans, he broke up. He hit like 21 or 22 miles an hour on the on the gun. So I wanted to see the the, the afterburners. But, wow. um, yeah, it's a long season. You know, there's a reason Beast is Beast. Beast's like 230 pounds. I, yeah. And, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shaq, you can speak on it. He, that, beast that, is huge. Yeah, that, that's the heavy one. You go when you take on beast mode, you're gonna feel the weight coming behind it. It's a little it's a little different. It's a little different. It, it's a beast, <laughs> literally. Like, literally. As a defender, when you feel the hit, you're just like, wait a minute, what the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. But well, but also as a defender, is there's there's a difference between a guy who's gonna turn towards you and run right at your center it almost looked like he's like doing his own private oklahoma drill out there honestly um versus a guy who is going to hit the spin move button and try to go around you right and then you know that for the game and do they do they set that early or do they come with that reputation pregame? probably a little bit of both huh yeah every every running back style is different um mm-hmm. you know and they kind of stick to it's like creatures of habit you know like like, like beast he wanted to take it at you, right? And so um, I think the cool thing about both the running backs we have now, they can run by you. They can juke. They can, you know, they can run you over. So it kind of keeps the defender guessing. But early on, they want to send a message. And I think that's that's really what it's about, the aggressive run style. So maybe we're just too aggressive because, like, in that open field, I want to see I want to see some some highlights. Jump over the dude. Do it. I don't know. I've never ran with the ball. Shaquem, I'm sure you've ran with the ball more than I have. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's a time and a place to do certain moves. Like, I feel like to your point, I know in the beginning, a lot of a lot of backs may run downhill just to get the, the pass popping. Now it's like vice versa. Like you want to get that first hit to get the pass popping, but you know, it is a time and a place for you to say, I'm gonna take it to this guy and I'm gonna make a move and you know, get that extra yardage. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I I totally agree. You you got to know how to, you know, make that cut sometimes instead of like, I, I got to keep taking to this guy, let him know that I'm coming downhill and you got to be prepared to tackle. You, it, it's just like defense. You you set it up, you know, if I'm coming aggressive next time, I'm going to give you a jerk move and I'm going to keep moving forward. It's like, you, you got to be able to, to set the defense up as you're going to. It's funny how you come to expect certain things like, uh, so moving towards the receivers, 
uh, Lockett had a great day. Metcalf with some great catches and and um, but but one of them, the far one down the sideline that he caught, it looked like he was going to move and come back into the field and take that guy on, and instead he carried on out of bounds. I think it was the second to last drive. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's funny what you come to expect and then what happens sometimes. It's interesting because like on the couch, I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna he's gonna do what k9 did and then he doesn't because you usually does he did earlier in the game he took a guy on uh on the near sideline right so yeah you lowered the shoulder mm-hmm. yeah I I mean, I the worst thing is you don't want to be predictable uh-huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you, if if we out if we out you know watching it and then you could tell oh he's going to run over oh yeah he's going he's to take it oh yeah he's going to about you don't want to be predictable so that's well, a, not a bad thing the thing with DK is he is definitely unpredictable sometimes. I mean, so Lofa, I mean, I texted you right How away. You? I said, Here we go. There's another frustration penalty. I mean, you called the call weak. You always call the call weak because the call is always weak, man. They're the refs. But that shit was weak. Shaq, like the refs are always going to be weak. But you guys, I mean, he, you know, look. I don't want to be the radio sports guy because that's not what I am. Who sits here and goes, he needs to keep his emotions in check or what because you want your players to play with fire and passion i do i'm a fan okay like i love it you know i we talk about it all the time i want guys coming off the top rope flying elbows i love all of it but it costs the team the 15 yards it's these are drive killers sometimes and so lofa i mean i text you right away because i was like well here we go again we're gonna have to talk about it i mean you know come on man Right. I mean, I get that he's frustrated. I get he wasn't getting the ball early. All of that. Blah blah blah. I I get it all. It's just that it. Here we go again. I don't have a problem with this one. All this right. one didn't. Everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, it cost the team." First of all, his hands were a little high. You haven't had a problem with any of them. I did in Rams because that, that the Rams game it it legitimately took us out of contention yeah. to come back. That's true. And I said that. So, but with this one, ladies and gentlemen, it's still fucking football. I know. If you don't hear a whistle, you you can get hit. You will get hit. In fact, that is the one definite, unless you're a quarterback, you're going to get fucking smoked. So, I didn't like that the hand was up by the face, but DK's 240 probably has a stronger bench press than me. Anytime you hit somebody, they're going to go flying. And so, like, for a ref to pull the flag, I didn't hear a whistle. Was the whistle blown? Yeah, well, okay, but you talk about tape and knowing about a guy, Shaq. Like, the the league knows this about DK, and DK is huge. So, to your point, Lofa, if he even extends that arm a little bit, that player is going to probably, you know, come into my world and do some acting a little bit and flop around a little bit more. And DK is, a you know, a big guy who just pushed him down, and the the poor ref's going to throw the little flag. But Shaq, like... The league knows this, so they're gonna do this to him, aren't they? I mean, <clears throat> I can truly say that over the over the decades, over the years, the game has evolved to something where it's, it's not as harsh, it's not as aggressive, it's not as physical as it used to be. But like that block that DK did, that was a softer version of what you call a crackback. It used to always say, "Keep your eyes on the swivel." The play is not over, so why should we stop? Honestly, I'll take a crap back like that any day. You push me down, I can deal with that. But you know how it used to be, take 10 years ago, 20 years ago, somebody would be cleated doing a folding chair and feet to their head 
you know, that would have used to be. So it's like, honestly, I feel like the refs are very, you know, aggressive with throwing these flags because it's like, think about it. Look at where we came from. You know, yeah. you still have to play football. It's, and it, when you take the game away from that, it's starting to look different. I know. Where opposed to now, if I compare it that way, yeah, it's a little softer, so let it go. I was know. he going to get back up? Yes. Was he hurt? Yeah. No. Crackbacks like, can, like that. Can we not show aggression to the game? You know, that's what, I, that's what I used to look for. Like, that's, you know, football. A lot of us play football to be able to have that, you know, that competitive aggression. You know, it, it happens from even if you're talking trash, even what it, all that goes through it, all them emotions, all that energy, it comes with it. So they, it, it, it's taking bits and pieces away from it, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, crackbacks like that, physicality like that is why I went and found the theater department in the first place. <laughs> and I was like, I've played two years of football. I've done it. I'm out. I'll see you guys on stage. You guys can come. I'll get you tickets. Don't worry about it. That's, that's when I started getting athletes tickets to my shows. Back, speaking back of tickets. Oh, oh, speaking of tickets. Segway. Epic Seats is one of our sponsors on the Take 12 podcast. If you are buying or selling uh, tickets, go to epicseats.com and use our promo code TAKE12. Let them know who sent you. You'll get $12 off any purchase of $100 or more when buying tickets. And if you're selling, you get a $12 bonus return for each ticket sold if you tell them about the TAKE12 podcast. Nice. Epicseats.com. Um, do you want to do... Nobody you? beats... Epic seats. He just does that for Michael Penix. Uh, <laughs> well, for sure. I'll do anything for Michael Penix right now. I'll tell you what. Oh, Come God. on, man. Let's do it. I mean, I don't want to say for another show. One of your other shows, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen. Uh, one receivers to another. Bobo Mojo is real. Everybody, the Bobo Show is here. Uh, he breaks the streak of winning when he gets a reception. But those receptions were sweet, and the fight at the end is awesome, and the toughness. And I mean, he took a. Speaking of taking a shot, though, like that—that that was a shot. I would. That one might have always been a flag while you guys were playing. Maybe not while Lofa was playing. I think I just called him old. Sorry. <laughs> in so many words. Uh, but the Bobo Mojo is real, and it it lives up here in Seattle, and the the legend continues to grow. How did you guys feel about it? Is that for me or Shaq? Yeah. Kind <laughs> of just left us on the talk about. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I was waiting yeah. on you. I was waiting on you. I was going to see what you going to say. I don't know. We don't even have to say anything. We can move on from that. No, give uh, a shout out. No, leave it. For living off the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. Hey, let's give some. Well, no, actually, before we move no, on from the offense, my favorite, my favorite part of Bobo. Yeah. Right when they threw it to him, he got clocked. He's just laying there on the ground, smiling, and with uh -huh. his hand pointed first down. And Disley picks him up, and for like a freeze frame for a second, he's just kind of floating in the air, smiling, pointing <laughs> I that saw way. That. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> hey, before we do move to the defense, we gotta talk about Gino uh, Lofa. I'm sure you'll tell me and everybody out there to R E A, R R E L A X again, like you did earlier this season. Um, Gino put it squarely on himself in his post-game presser. He pointed the thumb right at himself and, you know, talked about how he needed to be better. Everybody saw what happened in the red zone. What, what was it? Five trips with no points. Um, some interception, an interception down there. The sacks on fourth down, which I, I want you guys to tell me, O-line, quarterback play, like what's going on? Let's talk about Gino. Yeah, he knows he has to play better. 
Um, and that's the first thing he said when he hit the podium. And that's why he's a real leader, man. I mean, he put he put it on his shoulders and said, hey, man, I, I got to do better. Even when we win, he, he always believes he has to do better. So he's saying the right things. But just in terms of doing the right things, just little things of not, you know, when it gets to the third or fourth quarter, game's closed, it doesn't have to be a shot because I, I, could, I could see or sense him getting kind of frustrated. Protection was good for the most part. Um, there was a couple times where they, they, you know, fainted or an, an all-out blitz or zero pressure, and then they backed mm -hmm. out late. Right. But by then, the damage is done. Like, he's got to get rid of the ball. And he did one time. Another time, he took a, you know, vicious hit. But um, he hung tough. Just, just got to get the ball out, you know, on some of these checkdowns or just run for, like, three or four yards and just get out of the down or throw it away, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just don't take the sacks. And uh, But he'll, he'll get better. I know he will. Yeah. Shaq? Um, I mean, I honestly want to piggyback off what he just said about Gino believing. I feel like I got tremendous respect for him because for him to be able to, to take all that in and say it's it's on me, it's because he do believe that he can be better, his team can be better, and everybody around him. And I feel like, you know, one thing I did learn about Seattle was it's a different energy there. You know, and when, when you feel that somebody is believing, you will hear it so much and you will see it so much that it will really make you want to believe in it. You know, and, and, and it show you the, the, the value of believing in your captain, believing in somebody because they've been through it. And it's just like if I can get everybody to feel the same way and we all believing in one thing, everybody hitting on all cylinders. I'm not just talking about this offense, defense, special teams. I'm talking about all of them plus the coaches, plus the scout team, plus anybody around the organization that I believe that this is it. I believe that this team is special. It's just like now if you don't know what it looked like, well, believe in Gino. If you don't know what it look like, believe in Bobby. If you don't know what it look like, believe in this until yours, until yours wake up and say, you know what? Let's all believe in one and let's get this thing going. And I feel like that it's going to take that when it comes to them to being in a red zone and maybe somebody will mess up on the route. Maybe somebody will miss a block. But it's just like, okay, now we need to tighten this up and say, let's all be right on this play. And you're doing one play at a time, but when everybody believes in somebody or believe in something or believe in themselves, it can happen, but you can't do it one person. You can't say, think that Gino can do it alone. You can't think that this person can do it alone. It has to be everybody. True. And when you're feeling that, that's that what winning looks like. That's what winning feels like when everybody's on one accord believing in one thing, honestly. Well, we on this podcast, we've always been Gino believers, right, from the – you know the preseason where they were trying to figure out who the starter was going to be and and so around here we've always believed in him i i think and we've had this talk lofa on here that seahawk fans have to get over the sort of one foot in one foot out on the the whole team not just gino i think like there's there's an apprehension i mean we we sort of joke about it i'm tongue-in-cheek about it on here all the time as but and i'm also a nervous seahawk fan so it's, it's real too but you know what i mean um we, we got it. We got to go all in. I, I, I agree with Shaq, but I think it's just, you know, it, they had multiple opportunities in this game. And so I, it, this game feels disappointing. The, the opportunity they got at the end, I don't, I didn't even think was going to come. You know, I thought their second to last opportunity would have been the last one. Then they get that, that next one. And it just feels, yeah, it's, it's pretty disappointing that they, they couldn't cash that in there. That felt like a, a what, what could have been a sort of vintage Seahawk win actually, you know, yeah. sort of became what has been a typical loss lately. Spurs right there. I think there's just two plays that Gino really wants back, you know, yep. the red zone wheel that he threw for interception to JSN. Um, and if you looked at the film, you know, when I was watching it live, like I just noticed he was spending a lot of time looking over in that area. 
And it was almost like premeditated, like this is where we're going with the ball. Because they came out in that funky like Mirai shotgun or whatever pistol. And then they motioned over. And then they had, I don't know if it was Parkinson or Fant, and then Canine behind them. So like if they just throw it out to Canine, because that's what the read should have told them. You know, you got Canine with a blocker and then, you know, 10 yards to get in. I'm, my money's on Canine to, to break that pylon. So that's one that he's going to look at. And then fourth and goal, the very last play is like, you know, it's fourth and goal. You just, just throw it up. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm looking for DK. And I'm like, yeah, jump ball. Yeah. Go get it. Go get it, buddy. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to see it in like that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, give it a chance. Just, just do whatever you can to get the ball out your hand. Well, you know, the last time uh, the last time that they had a quote-unquote bad taste in their mouth uh was after the Rams game and look what they did after that. So, let's let's hope they and I, you know, we know they will get back after it and we'll see what happens. Um the defense, you guys, the defense, uh like like you said, Lofa, the Bengals started out hot, but then the defense, they really clamped down some great games out there from Trey Brown. I thought Jamal had a great game. Um pass rush kind of got there towards the end. Uh, the, the defense was was great. They they stepped up, and I mean to hold that offense to seventeen at home, um, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Um, yeah, D line really. I mean there was nowhere to run, um, and then also you know we were finally t- t- testing Joe Mixon, and uh, you know they were slowly getting better every week in the run game. I think he went like up to eighty yards last week, and he was looking for his first hundred yard game. It was our first test, and, and we, as I say, we passed, you know, just want to get a couple more sacks and turnovers because, uh, Shaq, you know, we live off the turnover. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that solves that's a lot of problems. problems, right? Got to get those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was really impressed with the D-line. Uh, Draymond, you know, he showed up. Uh, uh, Jay Reed was balling, and, you know, so Mafe got another sack. It, it, look, it looked good, man, up front, and then – you know, credit to Trey Brown, man. Every time you look up, he's just making a play. And uh, he had another nice breakup where they called a pass interference on T. Higgins against them. Um, so happy for that for that guy, too. No, I feel like the defense is definitely the example right now, honestly. I feel like just watching them guys run around, like they's humming to the ball. And I, honestly, I was happy to see Jamal out there. I, honestly, after last week, it's a little banged up. I didn't even know that he was going to be, you know, playing. So I was excited to see him humming because – I think like to he brings a certain juice to the to the field that's just it's it's second to none. I don't know how how he does it, where he gets it from, but it, it, it's it's just him to have that juice on the field. Like I don't know, it seemed like they were having a lot of fun out there making well, plays. Dude, and that's what you want to see. Like, I miss yeah. I miss seeing that, man. Yes, I miss dude. seeing that. That's what they I was played. talking about earlier as my sort of fandom. Like I I'm sitting on the couch laughing at Jamal in a in a way because I just. I, like in the way that I just love his sort of antics out there. I don't even know what to call it. Like he's celebrating more. He's, he's, he's the Seahawks biggest cheerleader on the field and he's hilarious. <laughs> and he plays with such a personality. Uh, you're totally right. Shaquem like that. And you know, Lofa, we've talked about like the team, not that they need an identity or whatever, but like he definitely brings personality and identity when he's out. You, there. you could see it and you, you could feel it. You know, the presence that, that he had in terms of just being out there you know, they, they, they throw a check down and there's nobody. And then all of a sudden out of the corner of the screen, just a blur comes and boom, just tackle for loss, you know, yeah. just, and then getting up, just strong walking or flexing, just like letting them know. Yeah. You know, I'm back. 
And um, so it's great. You know, there is so many great players, but, you know, Jamal, that energy that Keem's talking about is contagious. And so yeah. if, if it looked like they were having a little more fun, you know, because, you know, he, start, he started, he brought that. Because uh, I know they're coming off a bye, might be down a little bit, energy might be lacking. You got to feed off somebody. Jamal brought that shit. And, yeah, um, yeah. and it was just, it's cool. After the, like, the last two years that he's had where he's missed, most of the games, it was. Just, I was just happy to see him back. Even last week when he was supposed to get his first action, nine plays, and then he was, you know, out with the concussion. So, I I know that meant the world to him to be back on the field. Uh, let me. Uh, played, yeah, I had a spark. A correction. Yeah. A correction. Earlier in the show, I said five red zone zone opportunities, zero points. It was five red zone opportunities with ten points. And uh, what I was referencing, I think, was the. Um, let's see, three drives uh, in the second half inside the eight-yard line with zero points for the offense. Just clean that up a little bit. Um, how about the big battle through the air? Through the air. Delta. There was a battle through the air. Delta Airlines. Katie. Yeah, Delta Airlines. Go ahead, take it. <laughs> uh, Delta Airlines is a proud sponsor of this Take 12 podcast. You should sign up for 12 status if you are a Washington resident and have not yet. Shakim, do you know about 12 status? Have you heard about this? Do I know about twelve status? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, used to see the, I used to see the commercials. Are, are you a member? My, my, yeah, my brother was on one at one point. Let and me even know. Had, even had my mom walking by, being one of the extras. Yes. So, yeah, pretty yes. I, I know a little something about it. Yes. So if you have not signed up for twelve status yes, yet, you have to do it for Shaquem's mom. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one right there. Yeah. This is why Katie does the commercials. Yeah. Perfect. Go to 12status.com. Fly Delta when you fly because they're the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12% off every 12th of the month at the team store. And there's another one too. Uh, you get priority if you're signed up for 12 status and you get one mile for every yard that's in Hawkeye. Come on. Shaquem's mom needs so. you to do it. So. 12status.com. Yeah, you got 300 miles plus yesterday. That's what I was going to say. You got 323 extra miles yeah. yesterday if you were signed up. So make sure yeah. you're signed up over there, everybody. Um, man, <laughs> uh, I totally forgot where I was even going to go next. Um, oh, the air. I know. Yes, the battle. The battle that was going down the bulletin board material or lack thereof from McNasty, from our guy McNeil. On the show, McNasty was bringing the heat on the last episode. Um, how about the battle between Jamar Chase and Spoon, or Jamar Chase and the Seahawks secondary? And how do we, who do we feel like won that battle? And was it much to do about nothing, or what? How many yards he finish with? McNasty, where's McNeil? Do you want to defend yourself? Yeah, McNeil. McNeil, McNeil, show your face. In McNeil, here? this like yeah, who McNeil won the was battle? talking big, big smack. <laughs> yeah, you're the one who brought us the battle. Who won? He's not listening. Wow. He's in I the would, chat. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it. Dude, I bet he's on. He he's six he left for 80 yards. Six for 80 yards and no touchdowns. I'd say he did not win. Yeah. Even though they won the game. You know, he would argue that they won the game, so he did win. But, right. I mean. We held him to yeah. the under. That's for Man, sure. You know what a chase, you know what a chase game looked like. And he didn't, yeah. he didn't have one. True. It looked like double those. There, was, there were catches that made me nervous for the future of the game. There were catches where he was kind of wide open that I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be a long day. But like Lofa said, yeah, the 80 yards, you know, which is a lot more than I would have had on Sunday. But, you know. With, yeah. with that attitude. 
<laughs> I mean, he still looked, he still looked good. I mean, you know, made six uh, of the eight, seven or eight targets. So yeah, he's he's a beast. But uh, yeah, I was really hoping on McNeil's take for this one because he was the uh, last week came. He was like, "Did you hear the the trash talking going back and forth?" There's beef. There's I heard DK DK when I made it up, right? Yeah, right? that's, what I heard. that's what I heard. I did. I did hear that. It was. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, it was kind of weak beef, to be honest, Lofa. Like, <laughs> the Even like reading it, I was like, I don't know if there's a way to really say that disrespectfully. Like, so yeah. like then I watched the actual clips of them talking, and it was just like, you know, ah, oh, no, yeah, you know, he's he's a great receiver, but I. I got spooned, you know, winning this matchup. DK yeah. said, like, he's going to get the best of him. Or <laughs> something. it was, like, not, not exactly the smack talk you're used to hearing, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, we got to take a quick break, and then let's look around the league a little bit and also talk to Shaquem about what he's been up to lately and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back after this break. Hey, and we're back on the show. That was cool. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Shaquem, uh, Lofa, anything surprise you as you're watching football from this weekend? We can dip back into college if you'd like, Lofa. I, it didn't surprise you because you said what was going to happen on the show in South Bend and or what you were fearful of and sort of came to fruition. There. So, Keem, this is what uh, I was – I had a rough weekend. My Hawks lose. My Trojans get – embarrassed um they got shellacked for the shillelagh they, oh. they got they got smoked i've been um, holding on to that one all weekend <laughs> but so you know going into it i was cautiously optimistic i was like we have a chance because we have caleb and we go out there the only thing i was afraid of was we came off a triple overtime like barely pulled it off against arizona last week now we got to go on the road to notre dame who just got their teeth kicked in by uh, Louisville. So a rivalry game, there's no worse scenario to walk into a rivalry game. And it looked like we walked into it, you know, like, just like, Hey, we're here, we're going to win. And then, you know, 24, like, three, I blame, I blame your guy liner. I blame liner him and Liner. Brady Quinn are out there on the field in their letterman jackets. Liner's reenacting the Bush push. Nah, jinxy, bro. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Yeah. But so it was a rough, <laughs> rough weekend. Sorry. Yeah, man. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that because you don't want to come in with a rivalry half stepping. That's guys, what they call rivalries for. Bro. I was going to say, you guys That's are exactly what they call rivalries for. Like, you never know what's going to happen. You come take, in and slack, and somebody's going to take advantage. Take us yeah. inside of these oh, rivalries, man. you guys. I mean, you, you were parts of them as pros, you were parts of them in college, I'm sure, going back into even high school. Like, what are just some of the biggest rivalry games you guys ever played in and, and some of your biggest memories from those games, Lofa? Do you have any well, in high school even going way back? Absolutely, with the Franklin Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I think we were 2-1 against them. They got one, we got two. But, but uh, no, the rivalry game I remember the most, you know, playing UCLA. And, mm -hmm. you know, Keem, like you were just talking about, like, you can't – no half-stepping in the rivalry game, man. It's all in. Like, let's go. They're six and six or six and five. Um, they're really not a great team. We're 12 and 0. And we kind of just rolled into it like, okay, we just got to beat them like we always do. And then we're going to go to the Natty. Like we were probably a little too eyes forward on the Natty. 
we looked up in the fourth quarter, like we we were up comfortably, like you know, two or three scores. We look in the fourth quarter, they're only down like three points, and it's kind of like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> well, several turnovers, um, a punt return to the house later, like that's they were fighting and clawing to get back in the game, and so that's what you know what happened. So just shows you, as we saw yesterday, uh, any given Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. just like just like Saturday, any given Sunday, man. There was some wild shit that happened in the NFL. We'll get back to that. But Keem, greatest rivalry memories. Um, definitely it was us uh, going against you know U- USF. That's South Florida and Tampa. And you know it's crazy because even our undefeated season, you know we was going back and forth like it's an ongoing battle. Like mm-hmm. I just remember how many rushes I had. I had like like 70 rushes. I'm rushing every single play, just going back and forth from one sideline to the other. And they had a scrambling quarterback, so you can know it was a lot of running. And I just remember, like, we still going back and forth. We going, we getting close to the end of the fourth quarter, and I think they was up by, like, three points. And I remember our, our returner, I think he plays for, he got drafted to uh, the Vikings. But besides that, I remember he came over, he was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm finna end the game right here, right before the kickoff. And then everybody looked at him like, man, just, just go get the ball and then let's, let's keep this thing going. They kicked the ball to him, and I just remember he ran straight to the sideline and all the way down, scored. We back up again. It's saving our season. And you just know, like like you said, like you have your eyes set on something and you forget that you still have to finish. Like you're not, you're not there yet. And we'll be in moments where it's like they wasn't having the season that we was having. But we came in thinking that we're just gonna gonna take advantage. We're gonna ball out. We ain't worrying about it until they start smacking you in the mouth and then it wakes you up. Like if you don't finish this, or they gonna finish y'all. So yeah. I know the heart rate feeling of is like I don't know what's going on, but we got to do this right now. Yeah. You, feel that, you feel that heart pounding in your chest every play. <laughs> it's real. It's real. I, listen, I had this conversation with my eight-year-old baseball players yesterday. We were up in the game. It's the second inning. They start the I believe that we will win chant from the dugout. I was like, you guys don't know about this yet, but watch out what's going to happen. And we lost by one in the end. Oh, Coach Brett had very – believe chant. I love it. Yesterday, yes. I know how it goes, guys. Believe me. Ay, ay, ay. Um, Shaquem, what have you been up to, man? I mean, one of one of just Seahawk legend, fan favorite in your time here with the Hawks. And and what's what have you been up to uh lately? Um, this building and transitioning. I feel like for the uh for right now, you know, I got into motivational speaking, so I've been traveling a lot doing that. You know, I started doing some out the country now, so you know, it's progressively growing. And I, honestly, when I started, it was it was a little nerve wracking, you know, you get in that transition and you're trying to be committed to something else, you know, and trying to put that same energy into something that you used to do with football. That was the like the main focus for me. It was like, what can I give myself to and give it everything? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wanted to have a purpose. You know, I wanted to be able to still serve and like, you know, what's the difference? And I feel like, you know, I talk about, you hear me, I talk a lot about energy and, and feeling something because it does have an impact. You know, energy can be contagious no matter if it's good or bad. So, you know, me being able to get into motivational speaking and, you know, obviously having a platform and being able to have the ability to be seen by people, it's been going good, you know, and we're working on uh, doing a movie now. So, thank thank goodness the writer strike is over. But for the most part, man, it's just, you know, going through transitioning, you know, working my craft every day, yeah. you know, uh, meeting people, speaking to people, getting better at it every single time I go, 
you know, and focus on telling telling something that's going to be memorable and that can help, you know, not just athletes, but families also, parents, cousins. Because, you know, I feel like for me is, you know, the reason I want to do it because I feel like I learned a lot, not only just from my family, but even being around the Hawks, learning how to believe in something and then noticing the steady trends that I had throughout my life where, you know, my family believed in me, even though I may believe in a little bit, maybe even though I may go through certain things that may be discouraging, I still had that factor of somebody else believed in it. And then as I got older, it started to make sense. They believed in me so much that eventually I woke up to believing in it also. And I kept saying that. I kept speaking it. And then I go and meet these guys at the, in, in, in Seattle, and you having conversations with KJ. You're having conversations with Bobby. You have these vets who learn from other vets about believing in themselves. And then you walking around the sideline, and we down by a few points in, and you hear Russ saying, just believe, just believe, just believe. Mm-hmm. You see this ongoing occurrence for decades, and it's just like, how do I share that? Because that can be a missing factor for somebody's life. I don't know who, but I know if I can reach to them and tell them this, like, how can you apply this and make it better for you? How can I get you to believe in something or someone until you be able to wake your belief up and keep it going, keep it pushing and accomplishing whatever you want? Hell yeah, man. I remember, I can still remember some speakers like coming to our high school when I was in high school, you know, and like it's, it's assembly day. So you get to get out of class first of all. Right. Um, yeah, nice, nice. And there were always like the kids in the stands who were like, Oh, this again, like, well, they're not even listening. I'll tell you, man, I was the one listening in the stands. I was the one I wanted to be an actor that, you know, cause I, like I told you, I quit football. So I had, you know, and I couldn't get famous doing football. So I thought, okay, I'll be an actor. And, but it, against all odds, you know, I mean, it's a hard thing, just like being a professional athlete in a, in a way. And so, but I was the kid who was actually sitting there listening and taking it all in and then trying to apply it. And I still remember some of those messages today. So like, if you're ever out there, like no one's listening, just remember there is, there is one, there is always you one. All you need is one. Good, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We have a silly uh, questionnaire that I ask former Hawks when they come on this show. Would you like to take the Seahawk legend questionnaire? I mean, I'd be crazy to say no. I mean, what if he said no? <laughs> yeah, most like, official if... title I've ever given. No, he, left the, he, he left the option out there, but I wasn't going to say no. You know I'd what, say actually, no. I'd say no. <laughs> if I learned anything from my theater class, uh, what the rule is don't say no, right, Katie? Yeah, yes, and. and. Right. So, um, no, but. No, Lofa. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shaquem Griffin, heads or tails? Uh, heads. Always? Yeah, 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 for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why your jersey number? Is there a significant my jersey number 49? Uh, it could be any of your jerseys, college, pro, if you have a story about it. Would you like to share? Um, jersey number. Um, I would say my college jersey number, number 18, um, because there was a, a former safety who was there that I was wearing it. Um, I thought he was pretty cool, honestly. You know, honestly, me growing up, my my motivator was my twin brother. He was always in competitiveness, so that's what I looked up to. So I didn't really have stories for numbers, but I know I wanted number 18 because I wanted to make it look cool. I wanted 18 to be in stores. I wanted 18. That, that, was, my, that was my fantasy of leaving high school, going to college. And I'm glad to say that I was able to make that happen, but it's because I wanted 18 because I was like, it just stands out to me. I don't, I don't know. It's just something about it. And I said, I want to make this number shine because I don't see eight teams just all over the place. So, you know, I mean, what was put, it like? You, you and your brother, I mean, 
the stories are well noted, the competitiveness and, you know, growing up together and, and all that. I mean, what's it like to be that competitive, but then come to the Seahawks with Shaquille, where there's a guy who's the head coach and all he preaches is competitiveness. I mean, those, <laughs> those practices had to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that what kind of gave us that extra edge, especially when we, you know, on a team or, you know, playing for somebody, we always had that competitiveness at heart because we're always going against each other. Yeah, He's one minute older and he won't let you down before. He'll tell you, like, I'm the older brother. I'm the... I'm, He's 60 seconds older, man. You're not you're not that far. So it's just like imagine having a point to prove because your brother's 60 seconds older than you and he's holding over your head. So it's like I can't stop because he's gonna hold it over me. So it's always going back and forth, back and forth. And that's why I said, like, I didn't really have like a whole bunch of idols and stuff like that. It was him because like I'm gonna show you that I'm live too. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we're gonna keep going back and forth, but you know, what were those, I, I, you got to take me inside those battles as a kid, though, because I mean, what were there crazier battles in, in the pros in college or out in the street when you were kids playing, you know, like I used to play football. We used to play football on concrete with parked cars around and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, you know, I mean, take you got to give us some of these wild stories from back in the day. Any, anything that you anything that you can get a win at was competitive. So no matter if. We'll, we'll have at times where, you know how you you wash your socks and you'll lose them sometimes? Like, we'll count up our socks at the end of the week. They see who really kept track of their socks. Like, that's a dub, okay? That's bragging rights. We'll be walking to school, which is about four miles, three miles or four, three, whatever, whatever the case may be. And you know you got cracks in between the sidewalks. We will try to say you only can take two steps. We will shorter then, so you used to take about three or four each step. It's like... If you take more than two, that's a foul. We got three miles to walk. So imagine seeing two twins striding, walking, trying to make two steps every single yeah. If 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 I took three steps and then I would down a point. So we keep in track of each other's score. By the time you get to school, you start your day with a dub. We would we would go and eat at Denny's. We'll get the uh, I guess it was kids eat free. We'll try to hurry up and eat our food. Just because if you're the first to eat your food, then you can go finish your mom's food. You can finish your dad's food. So what's the hurry up and eat? Because guess what? When I finished my dad's food, I ate more. That's a dub. So when I said everything was competitive, everything was. I didn't even get to the sports yet. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. That's what's incredible. That's what's incredible. Oh, my goodness. I mean, dude, I got, I'm coaching. I didn't say anything about track, no football, no, no nothing. Parents delivering chicken fingers and fries into the dugout yesterday. I'm trying to get these kids to hustle out there. There's no way I can motivate. Are you hearing this kind of motivation? I could, but you see, it comes from within and it comes from each other and it comes from your peers, doesn't it? I mean, it's just, wow, my goodness. And going all the way back like that, no wonder they're ballers. My goodness, Lofa. <laughs> wow. I love it. Okay, next question. <laughs> Can you believe at the beginning this segment was supposed to be rapid fire? <laughs> no way. Um, if called upon, would you rather punt or punt return? Punt return. Uh-huh. And experience punt returning? Have you taken it to the house? No, I haven't. Uh. <laughs> but I, I did I, I did a few punt returns and kit returns when I was in high school. Um, stuff like that. So I, I got a couple of breaks here and there, but I felt like I would have had more opportunity. For sure. Right? 
then I right. would have probably gotten one, but only doing reps. like maybe three prior returns in high school. Yep. Right? <laughs> I used to be the one I had to always practice. Like, man, I can't wait till I get my shot. I didn't really have too many of them, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, what was your go-to halftime snack? Go-to halftime snack? See, when I was in high school, it was the era of Marshawn Lynch having gummies and all kinds of snacks. So I used to have gummies and starbursts inside my girdle in high school. So I used to eat on the sideline. Does, does that make me sound very young? I don't know. It sounds like it. But he set young. the trend. Yeah. He set the trend. Got to learn from somebody. Starburst, holler at my guy. Yeah, no kidding. Let's go. <laughs> at least they have a rapper Lofa. around them. I, think he had, I think he had Skittles, but I didn't. Skittles, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to have a bag of Skittles. Like, if I have, like, eight Starburst. It no, seems yeah, so like a little lighter. Skittles, you know? Skittles just fall out. Yeah, I was like, I didn't want that. I was like, what if like the bag on ravel? I get hit and then boom. Then somebody oh, like taste the rainbow. Like, I'm not finna, <laughs> you're not finna get me like that. I'm not finna even, I'm not finna, no. I'm just not getting like eight starburst and pack it in my pads and I'm good. No, yeah. Also, the starburst, the, the color, the color, if if those come unwrapped, <laughs> it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> Lofa, you ever keep anything in your girdle? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, and it's gonna happen, I think, in the next game, right? Very soon. Uh, wait, who do we? Who do we no, got next? Two games. Two I've games. lost track. Two games. Yeah, two games from now. Um, on a scale of one to ten, Shakim, uh, how bad do you want to see these Seahawk throwback uniforms with the silver helmets? We started asking this question long before they announced it was going to happen. We take credit for it happening, actually, and it's finally going to happen. I mean, I think they're going to look fresh. I say eleven. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the the swag in uni, so mm-hmm. I like when they kind of can take it back and put the retros out because it's supposed to mean a special time when you bring them uniforms out. I'm a firm believer on that, especially when it comes to looking good, feeling good, playing good. So you bring out some fresh uni, some some new. I mean, it, it, it does feel kind of cool to kind of bring them, them unis out because it's going to bring a different energy. Everybody, At least that's how I feel when I have on fresh uniforms. Like, when you guys were wear the, the 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 action green, isn't that what it's called? That's, that's yeah. Something like those that. Were always, yeah, you could tell there was yeah. something extra in those. It's games. like a different energy. It's like, man, it just, I'm feeling myself. Like, it, 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 it's just a little different, you know? Yeah. Look good, play good, coach. Look good, play good. Um, you see this kid, this kid in my game yesterday had one of those sleeves on and I was like, Hey, nice sleeve. He goes, look good. Play good coach. That was your kid. What is your favorite? Speaking of coaches, what's your favorite Pete ism? Did Pete Carroll have a saying? I know he's got a lot of them. What's your favorite? Um, Compete. <laughs> that's that's like the, the the number one thing. Like you are gonna hear that uh, at least a hundred or a few hundred times a week. Mm-hmm. Everything compete. The, the when we playing basketball is compete. When you walk in the room, compete. When you you know what I'm saying when you tapping in, you about to compete. You know you gonna have to compete written in words on all your uh what what are your powerpoints. Like you are gonna see it a lot. It was always that. But just like I said, like I had a competitive nature and a competitive part. So compete was like, yeah, like I'm I'm feeling the juice. It, it, it got me going. But I feel like for Pete Carroll, my my moment was just seeing him in this monarchs 
and he always had these same gloves. Like I don't know how old these gloves really are. No one gave me a year, so I don't know. I don't know if you seen the the gloves when you were there. Like, I don't know, but I remember him <laughs> catching one 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 headed catches and then throwing the ball in the end or inside the uh the basketball, uh, the basketball and then run up and down. So it's just like you. You can't tell. It's a lot of peak moments. Like you, you can't do nothing but enjoy them all. You be out wild. Then seven oh seven throwing no lookers. Like Pat Mahomes, who we been had this over here. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to come back as Pete Carroll. Really, I really do. Oh man, um, you you know just on this. We're talking about competing, though. You guys. I mean, I am coaching these kids. How young is too young to start that? Not that level, of course, maybe, but like the just sort of competition based, you know, in all things. I mean, you guys must have just for you guys, it must have just been your whole lives. I think it's easier when you have siblings. I mean, I think. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. I, I had an older sister and then some cousins that lived, you know, you know, with us, too. And so, like, they all played sports. And so I always wanted to be like them. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to play sport. And so, like, you know, you get those extra hours a little earlier yeah and and then you just you know kind of come into your own whether you know you are ultra competitive or, or you like music or you like arts like my sister did she went off yeah. in that direction yeah teaching, you know it just is like i i gravitated towards it when i was really young but we had examples to, to yeah. really look at you hear that katie i i hear what they're saying i'm gonna i'm gonna push these kids man they're gonna yeah, start I, I definitely i definitely agree with that it's easy when you have siblings but for it's those who don't I feel like the best thing is to hear it. Like mm -hmm. you don't gotta be forceful to say, "Hey, go compete." Like yeah. if you see your, your kid playing a game or something like that, and you know a lot of kids will play a game, they'll lose, they'll get frustrated. It's words of affirmation that can help them to say, "You know what?" And so look at it differently. Like if you lose, you get another chance to compete. You know what I'm saying? Like don't think that it's over for you. Like you can't try again. Like you know, compete a little harder. Then you 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 maybe a win. Try a little harder, you maybe a win. Like. Just saying those words, it's like competing. You know, mm -hmm. you don't, because obviously no one that I ever spoke to in life ever won every single thing. No one, literally. But either they had another chance to do it and get better at it, but that's when you choose to use the words compete. Like, you get to compete and do another time. Like, be, be grateful for that. Like, don't be sad. It's okay. We all lose, but we have another chance to compete. Do better next time. Like, you can start it even if you don't have siblings. It's just, you know, using the words of affirmation that would help. You hear that, Ducks fans? Do better next time. <laughs> you hear that? Wow. Let's do better, man. <laughs> also, Katie, I'm knocking those chicken nuggets out of their hands next time. That's it. I mean, it. come on now. Your last easy day was yesterday. Come on now. Let's go. Uh, Shakeem, where were you during Beastquake? Say that one more time. Where were you during the Beastquake? The Beastquake. Where was I? Mm -hmm. Probably at home high school mm -hmm. you know and maybe you know probably eating mcdonald's <laughs> I, I mean growing up in st petersburg florida in high school you probably you weren't doing you weren't doing too much unless you just hanging out with your friends or you at home but we ate a lot of mcdonald's too a lot of mcdonald's <laughs> and pizza so that's i mean it was a playoff i game. really i guarantee i was probably just on the couch eating pizza absolutely something like that yeah, well, oh, my dad used to have us doing like, like 15 or something. Like, it, we used to do like 200 some sit ups. You had to do 150 push ups every night, or I was probably washing dishes. You hear that, Katie? You not, hear that, Katie? Yeah. They're eating chicken nuggets in the doghouse. 
You Wait, but that? you didn't hear you didn't hear what he said. The two hundred push ups and three hundred. I think that's another thing that yeah. a lot of these young kids they they miss. Oh it. yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad used to have us literally in front of the in front of the couch. They have us either doing one hundred and fifty push ups or two hundred sit ups. Yeah. Or some days we'll do like the the fifty two card. I think that was from Ray Lewis. He had us doing that. And that's that's just something like, oh, you want to watch TV? Well, do pushes while you're watching TV. Don't just sit there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what should we do? Oh, uh, grab this deck. I can show you something. And that's how I learned about the 52 cards. Like, yeah. that, that ain't no joke. I love it. That ain't no joke. And finally. Be because me and my brother were doing it at the same time. So it's like, I get a card, he get a card. Vice versa. He'll make us do push-ups on commercials, stuff like that. Your brother's going to hear we did it over an hour. He's going to come on. He's going to be like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys better clear your schedule. <laughs> the final question of our Seahawks questionnaire, and, and one of my favorites that we've ever done, is uh, what is your favorite play as a Seahawk? Take us through it. My favorite play is definitely the playoff game versus Aaron Rodgers in the back. Yeah, I knew it. That that's definitely my favorite. I feel like it wasn't even the sack. I feel like I felt I felt more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like I felt amazing once I seen the person who was next to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you, who you just you you really can't script that. You, no. you really can't. It just it's a moment that happens or it don't. And when I literally rolled up, got up, and I'm like, I didn't even. I thought it was just me at first, and I seen. I see my brother, I see this guy with you, I said, oh my goodness, it was you? You were right there behind me? And I just think, like, my whole my whole heart was like, I don't believe this is happening. And you just feel the whole moment, the, the crowd, the and you know, you know how we celebrate, right? Them guys celebrate, so Bobby, Eric, KJ, everybody jumping, going. It, it, it was it was so much emotion in the air. It was, it was outstanding, honestly. He, he was less than 60 seconds behind you, but he was behind you. Yeah, I mean... Throw the 60 seconds at me. You could have said one minute. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope that plays in the movie. Yes. <laughs> it turned out. Give me hot. Oh, you guys. I could talk all day with you fellas, but we are out of time. Uh, that's producer Katie's rule, not mine. So... Write your angry letters to her. Thanks for checking out the Take 12 podcast, everybody. We are here twice a week during the season for all of your Seahawks listening pleasure. Shout out to our sponsors, Wiener Schnitzel, Delta Airlines, EpicSeats.com, and Simply Seattle. I still have the questionnaire music going. There we go. That's better. Uh, check us out on social media at Take12Pod. You can find these guys on social media, I'm sure. Shaquem, give out your handles. Uh, social media, Twitter, um, Shaquem Griffin. Just put it together, real easy. Um, Instagram, Shaquem underscore Griffin. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Just don't forget the underscore. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, TikTok is the Griffin twins, but you know, we're working on it. We're not. We really getting to learn the TikTok. Oh, I see. I see the green screen in the background. Yeah, you know, yeah, we 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 get some stuff together. You know, we're working it. on it day by day. But Amen. yeah, you know, to Kenny Griffin, you'll you'll find it very easy. Appreciate you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much. It's such a fun episode. Uh, let's do it again.
Always, of course. Thank you for having me too. Appreciate you, King. Of course. Of yeah, course. no, I know. Oh. Don't worry. I thought you were gonna let him go. I was like, we gotta break it down. We're gonna break it down okay. right now. Right. This is how we end every episode. We put our hands in the middle, just like we finish practice or one of those competitive sessions in the backyard, whatever you want. Game, <laughs> break us down. Um, okay, yeah, appreciate you guys for you know coming out, you know, putting in a good day of work. Um, I could definitely say we all got better today. Um, so um on the count of three, I want to say let's be great. Yeah, everybody got that? One, got two, three, let's be great. Let's be great. There we go. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.